Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we have the uh, entertaining task of picking the Senior Championship Team of the Year, and to do so, I'm delighted to be joined by sports editor of the anglo South Paul Fitzpatrick. And I suppose this is the, the, the We Are Cavan, so it's a it's a combined effort um, where both myself and yourself banged heads for a while and, and, and argued and fought over the validations of Kingscourt players over Crushlaw players over Castle and Cavan Gales, Lavi, all sorts of players over the context of a, of a season. And, and what it's proven to me, Paul, is that there's no such thing as the correct team of the year because it's all opinion-based, isn't it? It's all opinion-based, and I hope people bear that in mind because it's a very tough task. We've been agonising over it for a couple of days, Damien, and it is difficult, and you've got players who are going to miss out, who mainly because some players um, are going to get punished for, because they're so good and they're so versatile and they played in different positions. Uh, there's some players that, that uh, you just have to get in there somewhere because the performances were so good, but they might have played in different lines of the field. And Paul Faulkner's an example that... You nearly could have picked him in any line of the field. I don't think I'm giving away any secrets by saying Park is on it. But you could have picked him in, in any position nearly because he, he played all over the pitch. Um, so yeah. it's, 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 it's difficult. And I can see now why people always go mad about the All-Stars every year when they come out. But there's 13 or 14 journalists picking that one. <laughs> and uh, they still sometimes get it wrong. But it's, it's very difficult. And if anyone has any, has any complaints, I don't want to hear anyone saying such and such a fellow should be on it. You tell us who should be dropped for him. Exactly. We we need the argument. We need the argument. It's not just that somebody should be off. Yeah, we need details. But we we'll start off, I suppose, with the with the goalkeepers. And and you know, this was actually a very difficult one to pick for me because I don't get me wrong. I don't think anybody was was terribly bad. But I don't think true. Maybe some players not playing all games and some players. Um, maybe going through wobbly patches either at the start of the championship or or coming into the middle of it, that it was very hard to pick an absolutely outstanding performance. Like there was a lot of names could have been put into it. Both Kingscourt goalkeepers for me were in the mix. Um I thought I thought actually Enda McGonagall from Lavi when he was in goals for them, I thought he'd done quite well. Kieran Daly was was good. I thought actually Sean Briardy from Mullahorn, a very good game. Um, on on few occasions, so I don't know. It was a very difficult one to pick this one, was it? Or did you find it as hard? I found it hard, very hard to pick the goalkeeper. And the, again, you hinted at it there. A lot of teams were swapping goalkeepers. 
which is unusual. Like he had Kieran Flynn from Calvin Gales, who was who was pretty assured in goals and and some good place kicking from him as well. Uh, I thought Kieran Daly did very well, um, made some great saves. I think it was the Garner game in particular, as far as I remember. It's hard to remember off the top of my head, but I think there was one game where he made several uh, point blank saves. So like there was some there was some super performances uh, all around, and uh, you touched on it there with with Kingscourt. They had two goalkeepers and both played well, but uh, one of them is going to get the nod. Yeah, we we've decided to go for James Farley in goals. I f- I forgot to mention obviously Brian Malaka, who was the probably the one keeper who from start to finish played the entire championship for his club right the way through to the end, I suppose. But um, James Farley, while in goals, was 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 probably the best goalkeeper in the senior championship. Now he suffered his injuries, but I think his his display in the final replay just showed that he, he is a top-class goalkeeper. Oh, he is. He's an exceptionally good goalkeeper. Like, it's five years since he since he broke into the Cavan starting team under Midlinen. Was it under Midlinen? Sorry. No. It's not five years. It's about three years ago. He he, he got yeah. in and played a few league games and goals. So he seemed to have edged Ray Galligan out and Ray then took the jersey back. So they were they had two good goalkeepers there pushing each other on. Um, I think James Farley's performance in the final sealed it. People are going to say he wasn't in goals for the whole championship, but I think he played four games. Uh, so that's enough, I think. Brian Malaka, I forgot to mention him as well. I think he's unlucky to lose out as well because... I thought maybe he was probably one of the most improved players in the championship in any position. As the championship went on, he got better and better, and he made a couple of terrific saves in the final as well. And like I didn't realize he's as young as he is; he's still a teenager. So I think Brian Malaka has a big future ahead of him in goals as well. But James Farley's the man at the minute, so I think James is, is uh, our number one, Damien. I think on on Brian Malaka, you, you you just summed it up perfectly. I think the start of his championship wasn't that assured. But as the competition went on, he got more confident, more comfortable in his role and definitely grew into it and has a really bright future, um, you know, as goalkeeper. Maybe not just even with, with Crush Law, he could have a, a bright future further afield. But um, I think that, that, that definitely James Farley deserves, uh, deserves the nod on this occasion. Um, so we'll move into the full back line. Um, I think the way we'll, we'll do this is maybe discuss all the players who were were kind of in the running, and um, and and then just see we'll 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 nominate or we'll announce our, our three. So, what players stood out for you in in the full back line, or what players were in contention? Well, in contention, whatever it was, who made it? Um, John Cook is probably the man who is possibly most unlucky to to miss out on our final selection. I thought again uh, didn't set the world alight early in the championship, but grew into it. And really found form in the semi-final against Castellan, which was a day where where a cornerback was going to have to be absolutely on top of his game that day because you know it was it was so tight. A goal was going to be absolutely crucial. And Oshin O'Connell was on him. I think he did get a goal early in the game, but he kept him pretty quiet after that. Snuffed him out, you could say. Uh, and that was a man who was very much in form. So I think John Cook was was very unlucky to to lose out um, of other players. There's again, there's other players that played in different positions. Um, I thought that you had strong performances there from the likes of Colin McKeown for Kingscourt. Uh, again, a player who has, who has been growing well for that Kingscourt team in the last couple of years and has now uh, one, grown into a leadership role on the Kingscourt side. Uh, Patrick O'Reilly from Crutchla, who, who got better and better as it went on and did a great man-marking job on Barry Riley in the final. There are a couple of lads that just come to mind who, are, who were, I thought were outstanding and just unlucky because 
if you're a halfback in the modern game, you know, it's possibly interchangeable with the half forward line. You might have six positions you could get. If you're if you're a cornerback, you're a cornerback and that's it. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think another couple of names for me that came into contention. I thought Fergal Riley for Castle Ratton. Now you could debate whether he was in the full back line all the time, but I just thought his his contribution particularly from the defensive end of his game was was excellent. I thought he led by example for for Castle Rahan. I thought Lorcan Lynch put up a couple of very good displays for uh, Rammer in the corner back. I also like Keen Riley from Killigarry, a player that just broke into the first year at senior level and looked extremely competent and now as a result has been called into the county senior panel and 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 well deserved like a, a really a player that I, I was excited about seeing playing football at senior level. Then when I seen him play, I was I was kind of almost feeling vindicated about the excitement that I had. <laughs> you know, um, uh, another two players. I thought Evan Fortune had had a couple of very very good games. I can't just think there was one display that that it didn't quite go his way. But I remember then the following week he came out, and I can't just remember who the the, the poor display was against. But the following week came out and had an outstanding display. So. I liked I liked what I seen about Evan Fortune as a full back. I think he's growing into that position. And I remember Connor Connolly was it against um it was either Kingscourt or Gauna had a very, very good game as well from Killigarry. Um they were in, in contention in my head. But um the three that we went for were Killian Farley from Kingscourt, Ryan McGahorn from Gauna, and of course David Shalvey's jersey, the number four, goes to David Shalvey. Yeah, like it's not a bad full back line to be fair. Like uh Ryan McGahar to talk about him first of all. I, I think he played a good bit of football around the middle of the field with Garner before this year. I think I'm right in saying that. Garner lads will be quick to correct me if I'm wrong. But I I thought McGarren was absolutely outstanding. He was possibly the best full back, or he was the best full back in, in the senior championship this year. He did man marking jobs, he showed leadership, he was able to come out with ball, he was solid under a high ball. Uh, he played a real man's role there, uh, minding the square for Garner. So uh, I think he's done really well at cornerback. Killian Farley's sort of an unheralded player. And Kingscourt have a way of doing that, bringing through players that, that mightn't be that uh, well-known around the county, maybe mightn't have represented the county very much underage. And suddenly they'll come through and they'll finish article all in the click of a fingers. And uh, Killian Farley is that. I think he was he was phenomenal. Yeah. He was brilliant against Shercock um, in, the, in that game, which probably the most slow-profile game in the championship because uh, it was around the time where you weren't able to go to all the games. And there was only still to play for. Yeah, and there was even there was very limited tweets even on that game. So that game was like a rumour of a match. But Killian Farley was was exceptional in that game. And then as for Shalvey, you know, he's, he's in player of the year contention because he just kept coming up with score after score after score. Yeah, crucial, crucial games, crucial scores. Like against Gauna, he hit three points from corner back in the county final replay. He hits two. He just David Shalvey had had an unbelievable season when you think about it in terms of composure at crucial stages, attacking from all ends of the field. It it, it nearly he's a a, a small little sound. Was the bigger game plan that Crushla want to play for? Lot or play with lots of different attacking options from everywhere. Good, comfortable footballers in every line of the field who make the right decision, who get into good attacking positions. Um, David Shelby had had a season that you could only dream about if you're 
the likes of me as as a footballer. Like he just he looks so comfortable, so effortless, both in his defensive duties and his attacking responsibilities. I thought he uh, he he definitely would in uh, within earshot of of player of the year, if not going to get the, the award um, at some stage. But but a hell of a display. Yeah, it's a, sorry, yeah. Don't... sorry. Go ahead, Damien. No, I was just going to move on to the half back line. If you yeah, go ahead. So um, yeah, in in the half back line again. So we'll we'll start with you and 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 without giving away the players that we've picked, who else kind of stood out for you? Well, I thought Paul Faulkner was probably the best fullback, centre half back, midfielder, centre half forward, and full forward <laughs> in the championship. So I originally had Paul pencil in uh, in the half back line, but you talked me out of it, uh, and rightly so, I think. But again, that's where I'm going back to my point about the positions. That's that's what really makes this difficult. Um, the half back line, yeah, I don't have a list of of players who did who who were in contention. You had a lot of players again with it being interchangeable with the half forward line. You had the likes of Barry Tully. In contention, you had um, Oshin Brady, who was sort of playing as a forward at times, but kind of made his name as a half-back and, and played a bit in the half-back line for Kiligary. You had Jerry Smith, again, who played midfield, centre-forward, but again, spent a lot of time playing around the half-back line. So it's it's difficult because not, the whole premise of these things are is probably outdated now, Damien, because the number yeah. on, the back, on, your, on your back doesn't necessarily mean what it used to mean. Um, so there's an awful lot of players... Probably the half back and the half forward line were probably the two hardest to pick because of, for that reason, because it was interchangeable. So there was an awful lot of contenders in there because you'd players. I'll tell you were, what I'll do. I'll throw out a lot of names and and you can you can um you can tell me your comments on them after after the end of it. But here's the players who didn't make it. That that I, I just want to make sure that they are all the players that didn't make it that I had written down in my list initially. So Keen Boylan from Crushalaw. Adam O'Connell and Brian O'Connell from Rammer United, Shane McManus from Crushlaw, Chris Conroy uh, from Lavi, Paddy Mead, Shane McVitie, John Oates, Philip Tinley, Mark McKeever, Kevin Meehan, and Shane Duffy. They were all the ones in my head that, that were in contention. Yeah, and, and if any of those lads, and I'm not just saying this uh, to cover our tracks or to pay lip service to the players, but I think if any of those lads that you've just named were on this team, nobody would bat an eyelid. This team wouldn't appear in the podcast and people would go, oh, geez, they made a mistake in the half-back line. So that tells you how hard it was to pick this half-back line. Like some of them were outstanding. I know Kevin Carney, my colleague from, uh, from Coothill, he does a lot of writing for the Irish News and he picked his team and he had key, for the Irish News and he had Keane Boylan on his side. Uh, so that'll, that'll tell you. Uh, Shane Duffy, the man you mentioned, and John Oates, like, both of those fellas were revelations for, for Kingscourt. Uh, so loads and loads of good performances. Like it's hard to go past Shane McVitie. Very difficult because mm. you highlighted during the championship the leadership he was showing and the man marking jobs he was doing, coming up with scores as well. And and I was just saying last week on the podcast how he could be a player that might step up to county football. So there's it's really difficult to pick the half back line, but I think we've got a good one. Yeah, I think so. I think a player that that maybe deserves mention on it is is Philip Tinley that he's fallen into. The bracket that you know, where did he actually play? Because he was between that half forward and half back line, and I thought Philip Tinley had an absolutely brilliant championship, but it was to pin to a position. I I, I didn't think that we could pin him into the half back line personally. So, um, you know, I, I thought Paddy Mead had a couple of excellent games, like really came of age. Coming to mind was the the um 
the semi-final against Cavan Gales, I thought he was just outstanding. Chris Conroy in the quarter-final against Castle Rahan, I thought it had a brilliant game. Um, you know, Shane McManus was consistent. Again, fall into that bracket though. Was he a defender? Was he a wing forward? You know, where did he where did he actually play? Um, but the halfback line that we went for was Mark Stewart from Crushalaw, Danny Cusick from Lavi, and Cormac Daly from Castle Rahan. I think it's hard to, to to argue with those three players. It's very difficult to argue with those three players. Like to talk about Cusick, first of all, um, He's a favourite here on the podcast. So I think people listening will say everyone's our favourite on this podcast, <laughs> depending <laughs> on what way the wind is blowing. But I, Danny Cusick is a player who who has come on every year. Like He, he was on the Cavan uh, minor team that got the All-Ireland semi-final there in, uh, three years ago, which I was saying before is, is really, the form of that team is really working out very well. But I know Mickey Hannon uh, rates him in, in the highest possible terms uh, as an athlete and as a man-marker. And he's settled in now. Kevin McDonald, when, when he was over Lavi, absolutely loved this fella. He rated him really highly. He was a player that you could send out to do a job, and he'd do it cleanly with discipline, but do it, again, play a man's role. He's the type of player you'd want to go to war with. But now he has now stepped up. And that was a big part of, of Lavi's um, performance in that quarterfinal, was that Danny Cusick, you know, he can do a man-marking job, and that's priceless. Because he's not, it's not just that he's quick or that he's... That he's uh, a sharp player that he can turn quickly. He's he's got physical power as well, and he's a dogged type of footballer that can do that. So Cusick for me was was uh, one of the standard players in the championship for a team who were beaten beaten in a quarter final as well. Yeah, yeah. Considering it, it did good extra time and all, it was it. I thought overall though whether Cusick was playing a man marking role either in the middle of the field or going back in and doing it on the likes of Oshin Pearson, he done each of the role. As well as a, as a man marker can possibly do, I thought he, he was absolutely outstanding. Like to, to speak briefly on that on Cormac Daly, I I thought actually moving him to the half back line. We spoke about this during the championship. I thought it was actually a really good move because what we know uh, Cormac Daly has is something similar to James Smith. That when they get going with forward momentum, they're very very hard to stop. The the Casarahan lads do when you interview Cormac Daly chug in the background choo choo because he's like a train the steam train just coming through and and I thought bringing him from that deeper position it almost causes the opposition more consternation that oh god here comes this bloody train at us again and he got brilliant runs forward getting scores he scored 1-1 I think from wing back in one of the games um, I think I'm right in saying it was against Lavi in the quarter final so a huge huge display and what he's added to his game that I love was was composure like that bit of a, a a coolness to his game. There may have been question marks over his ability to to maybe take a hit and just ignore it without without looking for revenge on it. But I thought he had it that brilliantly, and that's a difficult thing to do without affecting your your overall game because you're either you know you're generally an aggressive player and that's part of your strength. But if you can't manage it going over the line, it's very, very hard to change that. I thought Cormac Daly has done that. And I, I was so impressed with him this year um, that, that I thought you couldn't leave him out of this team either. And then Mark Stewart. Like, was Mark Stewart a midfielder? Was he a fullback? Was he a halfback? Who cares? He was one hell of a footballer. And Crushlaw wouldn't have won the championship without him. Yeah. Look, talk about Daly, first of all. I actually... 
I wasn't a huge fan of Cormac Daly until the last couple of years, and and I could see now uh, the, the tremendous qualities that he has as a footballer. And I think that fella is is only touching on his potential as a player because mm. he's got he's like he's a big fella, well over six foot, but he can cover the ground and he's an he's an accurate uh, kicker as well, and he's good in the air. He can tackle. He can turn. He's got a, a huge amount going for him. And I think there's a lot more in the tank with him as well. If, I think if he was in with the county panel and was exposed to, to a year of that sort of training, you'd see him in absolute tip-top shape. I'm not saying he's not in good shape, but you'd, you'd see any player that goes into the county brings their physicality to, a, to another level again. If he could bring that on another level, the, the yeah. man would be, be unstoppable because when he runs with the power that he has, there is no stopping him. Uh, your, your option is nearly to, to foul him or he'd get a shot away. And there's more to his game than attacking as well. So I, I think he's... He's been exceptional, uh, but Mark Stewart. I don't know. I, I don't know what you can say about Mark Stewart. His performance in the county final. I could see it in him that he was playing well in in the games leading up to that. Like obviously he kicked the equaliser the week before, but you could tell that his confidence was growing and he was playing well. He was he was on the Cavan panel when they got to the Ulster final, and at that stage I hadn't seen a huge amount of him, and I had sort of dismissed not dismissed him, but I had boxed him away that he's another one of these. Well coached, athletic, identical Crushlaw players, and that there's other players uh, as good as him, and he and he's as good as what's around. You know, I was trying to say like he's one of the. I thought he was one of these players who's a seven and a half or an eight out of ten at everything. But when yeah. I saw when I saw his performance in the county final, I, I just thought there, there's very few players in the county who who are capable of going to that level, especially under the pressure that he was under. So he he has a lot more than than what I personally gave him credit for. Um, he he's an athlete, but he's also brilliant in the air, and he's composed. He's an intelligent player, and he, and he makes the good right decisions. And Jimmy Higgins touched on it how, you know, he when he saw Mark Stewart was in the position, uh, coming up to get the equaliser, he was content because Mark Stewart will make a right decision on the ball, and and he he did that all year. I thought he was, I thought he was outstanding, and again. He was most outstanding when he was most needed. So that what's you can't ask for any more than that from any footballer. Yeah, I think that's the best way of putting it. Most outstanding when most needed. That's a, a really good way of describing Mark Stewart. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Um, so moving on then to the middle of the field, give us your your remember or your memories on who who played well barring obviously the two that we picked yeah well I think, I think uh, our contenders for team of the week uh, all year kind of kind of w- would have told a tale on, on who the outstanding players were like Gerald McCarran had some terrific games for Cavan Gales particularly against Rammer in the quarter final uh, he was excellent and even against against Kingscourt uh, he he kicked some great scores that day. Now he he went out of the game, but he did kick some very good scores for Kingscourt or against Kingscourt for the Gales. 
in, in the earlier group stages, he, he was kicking good scores. I think he got two or three points against Gilligari. So he was one player that, that mm. did well for the Gills. Um, I thought the uh, the other Kingscore midfielder, Sean Bork, even though he was dropped for the replay, I thought he, he came out of the championship with an awful lot of credit. And when I say the other one, was because we, Paul Faulkner is just towers above everyone at the minute. But I thought Sean Bork came out of, of the championship with a lot of credit. I thought Peter Corrigan uh, played the best football I've seen him playing in a few years. Like he was, he was exceptional. And talking to Kingscourt fellas, I I was picking the brains of a Kingscourt man and asked them uh, of his thoughts for for our, our team of the year. And he was saying Corrigan wouldn't be too far away from it in his opinion. So he he was exceptional. Like he was scoring well and he was beating men. David Lennon described him as a one of these players that has a lazy look about him, but that that can be very deceiving, and it is. Um, so he was really good. You probably have others there, Damien, on your on your list. I thought there was um, David Wright and uh, David Wright and Parik Smith from from Castleham were both really good. I thought. I'm talking to one Castleham man who felt that that Parik Lukey would be very close to it. Looking at it, I would have thought David David Wright was nearly ahead of Parik. So they were a formidable midfield pairing this year. Yeah, I'd have to say I'd agree with you. I thought Parik Wright was 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 having a brilliant brilliant David season. Wright, yeah. Sorry, David Wright, David Wright. Um, I thought he had a brilliant team. I, I thought their midfield and pairing was probably won most of the battles they went into. Um, but I thought, for me, David was just edging ahead of, of Porek Lukey. I thought he had a really good really good season. A um, couple of other games, a couple of other names, like Alan Clark obviously came into the, into the fold when he had to come out around the middle of the field. Probably didn't have the legs to consistently hold it out around that middle toward um, was he was probably playing his best football in the full-back line. Killian Maguire put in a super display against Cavan Gales out in cross keys when, when Rammer beat the Gales. Um, and, and that was a display on Garod McKernan, which I thought was was worthy of a mention. I thought he, he sort of grew it. Now, um, Thomas Galligan had one really good display in the middle of the field. I think it was either the second-last game of the group or, or the last game. Um, but... You know, good displays all yeah, all round. He actually he actually played well against Casarahan, uh, and and he would have been up against as as you said, good players like I thought Thomas Gallagher really drove back and forward that day, even though they were beaten. And Jerry Smith, of course, um, if yeah. if if we take him down as a midfielder, or he could go into anywhere really, but Jerry Smith uh, had a great championship. Yeah, great championship. And and if he hadn't gone off injured against Casarahan, who knows what would have happened. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it'll come as no surprise that the two players we picked were James Smith from Crushlaw and Porrick Faulkner from Kingscourt. And looking back on it, just for me, there was never any question about about them making the team. I could understand why you'd say, well, where do you put Porrick Faulkner? There was never a question where you were putting James Smith. He was the most consistent and the best midfielder in the county over the whole championship. Yeah, well, like there wasn't a game in the, in the competition. I don't think where he didn't score for a start. Like, he finished he finished the championship with one eleven, all of which came from play, and he came up with three points there in the replay, which were three crucial points. He played again like Mark Stewart. He saved his best to last, and he he turned in a, a monumental display in the county final replay. I think if he nearly it reminds me of when DJ Carey came back into the Kilkenny side. Uh, after his retirement and then he, he came back from retirement and only came in for the All-Ireland semi-final and final and got an All-Star uh, but yeah. there was ar- an argument about it at the time but people were saying like 
they were the two biggest games of the year and he just dominated them. And I think if James Smith hadn't played all year and just played the two county finals, you nearly have to have him on this team because uh, he, like the first 20 minutes, half an hour of the first game, he was outstanding. Okay, he, he went out of it, but he was being matched up with, um, with an outstanding player in Park Faulkner. And in the replay then, he sort of played his own game and he was unbelievably influential in that one. And then what can you say about Faulkner? He scored 3-8 in the championship. We We laughed when he scored his first goal of the season for Cavan. Then we kind of sniggered when he scored the second one. And when he scored the third one, we were scratching our heads. And when he scored three goals in the championship for Kingscourt, it's time to realise that Park Faulkner is also now a goal threat. And that's another thing he has added to his game. The man, the man is a monster of a player. Isn't it amazing too, though, that, that from the start of 2020, we went from scratching our heads when Park Faulkner scored a goal to at the end of 2020 in the club scene, scratching our heads that Park Faulkner didn't score a goal. Yeah, like, and all and all the time I kept saying James Smith's going to get a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. Are, are you not bitterly disappointed that James Smith hasn't got a goal yet? Well, what I actually said was one of our uh, all-star midfielders will score a load of goals this year. I think you just thought I said James, but I meant Park. Oh, right. I don't recall that, but we, I'm sure we'll dig out that audio at some point. But yeah, like it, it's, it's hard to... We mentioned earlier on, obviously, David Shalvey is in, in the running for a player of the year. Both these midfielders are in the running for player of the year because without them, there's no doubt about it, they, uh, their, their teams would have suffered and, and would not have got to county finals and, and won it in terms of what James Smith done. But what was really exciting was the, uh, the, the battle between the two of them over the two county finals. Like Park Faulkner won the first day, James Smith won the battle the second day. And hearing James Smith talk about it on the interview after the game, like you, you, you know you're, you know you're up against it when you come up against Park Faulkner. You never have him bet, and they showed the mutual respect for them. I just loved everything about these two guys throughout the club championship. Like James became the media man for Crush Law, which I thought was a welcomed role. I, I, I liked the interviews with James after the game, but you could tell he was enjoying it, and. There's something really, really effective about a player who's enjoying his football that, that they're nearly getting better all the time. And that, I think that happens with James Smith. And I think, look, at it, it, it's, it'll, time will tell. It's like Cormac Daly. Is there another level? I think there's another level to James Smith. I think we'll see him at county senior level you know, being an absolute colossal. He hasn't done it as of yet. But I don't think there's that big of a step for him to take it um, in the coming months. And, and he's, he's in great shape to do so. And Park Faulkner, like going into the championship, you were saying, and, and, and we were probably in agreement that Park Faulkner is the best player in the county. And he definitely hasn't, he's, he's enhanced that reputation throughout this championship. Well, he has. Like, and he, he's, he's reaching folk hero status now, Trevor Crow stuff, because he, like, he played what clearly. Uh, when he when he was in pain in the in the in drawn the drawn game and you know I, I actually think he was equally as injured in the in the replay because that was a bad belt he got against Cavan Gales and he, like it was the fact that he tried so hard to stay on against the Gales and there's no histrionics with Faulkner there's no there's no play acting or anything he hates that he's not a man for interviews or, or not a man for the limelight not that he's he's a very obliging uh, guy yeah. but. He, he, he's, that's not what he's in it for. No, he's not. He's in it. To, he's in it to play ball. And, and I should be. I should be careful about saying this because if there's any footballers listening, please, please keep doing interviews because we need you. But uh, that's just the, the personality that's in Park Faulkner. And uh, so I, I think they're 
they're two outstanding men and Cavan are lucky to have them well do you know and, and we'll finish on this though if I'm trying to think because the, the games have kind of become a blur but the semi-finals weren't behind closed doors so if, if there was young lads or even watching on stream you know watching Park Faulkner against Calvin Gale is that night and his his manliness to say no I'm all right let me stay let me stay on let me stay on you know the last thing he wanted to do was go off the field and literally when he went off the field he 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 lay down and 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 curled up because he was in that much agony and he had to be you know he he literally had to be forced to come off the field that's the sort of example you're looking for in a cabin footballer that you're you're saying you know or or in a top level footballer that Look at we're manly. We're not. We're not soft. We don't want to be. We don't weak at any point. Show no weakness and expect nobody to back down from you. And that's what Park Faulkner wanted, gave, and and just typified. I just, I, I genuinely was, and and I've no reason to be proud, but I was proud of Park Faulkner. If you know that sort of a feeling when when you see the way he conducts himself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, he's a terrific, terrific role model and. Uh, just what more can you say about the man he's unfortunate that he didn't get a, a championship medal but uh, he has one already in the back pocket so you, you'd hope that players like Park Faulkner and, and there's lots more like him on the county panel that have given a, a lot, a long number of years to Cavan not that Park's there 15 years or anything but there are players there that have put in the effort with Cavan you'd hope that they get the reward because you had players there that were there a long time the likes of Keane Mackey and Mark McKeever and players like that who didn't get the reward that mm. they deserved like for playing with Cavan and you know day, days when you wouldn't inhale inhale and snow when you wouldn't be going outside they were off playing mechanic cup games and things like that um, you know it's I've changed as time has gone on I've really appreciated the effort that county players put into it and uh, I know talking to some former county players they, they would always say that that you know you should always be very careful about crit- criticising a county footballer because it's such an effort and you know, you're going in there. It's it's like you you know yourself as a manager, especially if you're a soccer manager or something. At least you're compensated in soccer. But if you're going in as a manager, you're almost not so you're certain to fail, but you're up against the odds. It's like politics. All politics ends in failure. To say you're up against it if you're going in to play county football for a country like Cavan, because you're going to lose more than you win mostly, uh, unless everything happens to go right for you. So it's it's just it's fellas that are doing it for the love of the game, like and. Uh, I don't go going on a tangent here, but they're they're very admirable type. Yeah. These these guys, so uh, hopefully Definitely. they'll get the breakthrough to deserve a county level. Yeah, it'll be great to see it, and 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 if not, that they get the recognition that they deserve. If if it isn't in terms of silverware, that there is some form of recognition. I know we've spoken about this on the podcast before that there should be a recognition for sustained service. Um, you know, and I say service, but but. Um, a sustained period of playing for Calvin. So um, hopefully hopefully that's something that will change in the near future. Um, moving on to the half-forward line, I'll give you the names that I wrote down um, and you can, you can tell me who exactly you, you or what you thought of, of these particular players. Uh, Stephen Smith, Crushelaw, Connor Madden, Gauna, Sean McPhee, sorry, Shane, Sean McAvoy, uh, Ushin Brady, Brandon Boylan, I had Park Faulkner kind of in the half-forward line at one stage, Kevin Curtis, Philip Tinley, Matthew McGahern, um, all players that made the, the team of the week. 
Yeah, a lot of good players there. Like Conor Madden, by my count, I think he scored four four in the championship. He missed he missed a game or two with injury in the middle of it. Um but I think he scored four four. He might have scored more points than that, but I, I don't think so. So getting four goals in probably played four games is, is is not a bad return. I thought Conor Madden played some terrific games and scored the goal of the championship. Yeah. Uh, against Crush for So in, in other years, Conor Madden uh, would have been pushing the guy on the team. He's probably unlucky to lose out. Uh, Stephen Smith, just he averaged about two points a game throughout the whole championship. Um, he, he's not a player that, that's going to... In the role he's playing now, he's not a player that's going to get you uh, eight or nine points in a game. But he'll always get you a couple of points and he will do a, a lot of creative stuff. He'll link up defence and attack. And I thought, again, he grew throughout the championship and another good championship. Oshin Brady, I took a note earlier on, he scored 20 points. Now, obviously, Kiligari were knocked out at the end of the group stage, but he scored 20 points. Uh, 12 of those were frees. And like really stood up to the mark against the likes of Kingscourt and Calvin Gales. The Gales in particular, he was really good in that game. And he's a, he's very young. He's still a teenager as well. So he's a, he's a player for the future. Uh, Brandon Boylan, another player. like He's just, he's just a pure... Um, He's just a pure footballer. Like he just plays ball and uh, is very, very comfortable on the ball. Can can take on a man. It's a good, out, great outlet for winning ball. And he, I think he's just a pure. He's just pure skill. And he's he's a big fella as well. And it's going to fill out and it's going to get better as the years go on. And we we mentioned Philly Tinley as well. He's been like he he had a really good uh, championship throughout. So lots of good players there in the half forward line. After the half back line, I think it was the hardest to pick. Yeah, yeah, couple of players like. I thought Sean McAvoy done everything he could do in the time that he was allowed to play. It was the fact that he was coming off the bench, um, you know, maybe not starting. I don't think he started any games. And then through unfortunate circumstances, didn't play the, the quarter final, which was which was a, a disappointment. Um, well, Sean, Sean McAvoy was just lighting up the championship, and yeah. it, it had to have been a blow to Rammer, even in the dressing room, going out for that game against the Gales. I'm not saying he was going to make the difference because they were poor in the evening and the Gales were excellent, but it had to have been a blow to know that this this young fella who's been electrifying when he's come on in games, he wasn't going to be coming on for you because he was really playing a leader's role, even though he's only 18. And uh, I know Mickey Graham holds him in the highest regard, so like. It's a, it's a probably unfortunate from a from a football follower's point of view that he that he's so good at soccer and he's he's got such commitments in soccer. But uh, you know if he decides to to pursue Gaelic down the line, I think there's a big big future for him. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Like his display against Calvin Gales out in Cross Keys was just brilliant. Like to see him square off Gerald McKeon and Stephen Murray, two county seniors, and say, right, I'm going to take you on, and you know go at them with no fear or no. No, almost no respect to say. Well, just because you are county seniors, I I shouldn't have to fear you. And and it was just such a breath of fresh air. He's he's one that while I wish him the best at soccer, you know, you're you're all the time thinking, right? Okay, if it doesn't work out, let us let us see what this boy can do for Calvin because he's he's an exceptional talent. And Todd Kevin Curtis put in some very good displays for Kings Court. Um, I thought he 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 deserved a mention. As well, and and Matthew McGahan, he had an excellent game against Lara, but th- didn't really go for him after that. But again, a six foot five man that you know is very very young needs needs time to develop, and and I don't think he'll ever be smaller than six foot five. So we, you keep giving him a chance anyway. <laughs> um, but the three players we went for in the half forward line were Paul O'Connor from Cavan Gales, Barry Riley 
from Kingscourt Stars and Oshin O'Connell from Castle Rahan. What did you? What, what was their outstanding contributions? Well, yeah, well, um, Paul O'Connor, I suppose, he's the only representative from Catholic Gales to make the, make the team. Uh, and I think he's very deserving because you could see it from the, from the word go in the championship that, that he was really in good form. He's probably a player that's been overlooked a little bit. If he was with another club, he'd probably be the star player. Well, a lot of clubs, he, you know, he'd be right there, be up there, be one of the star names. But in that Calvin Gales forward line, you have Sean Johnson and Martin Dunn who uh, played more county football than Paul has and bigger names. And then you had Grove McKerna coming into it and you have Stephen and Niall Murray. Paul O'Connor, in, in a sense, was a little bit forgotten, uh, even though he's, he's an excellent player in his own right. Like He was an excellent, excellent under-21 player with Calvin. He was as good as any under-21 players in the country that um, back in around 2013, I think, when they lost to Cork in the semi-final. He was outstanding. He was on the Calvin junior team that won the All-Ireland. And he had a few injuries. Um which which didn't help his progress and I, I he luck went against him too. I remember him scoring two goals in the first thirteen or fourteen minutes against maybe Queens or someone like that in the McKenna Cup game. And without a doubt, he was going to get a hat trick that day. And then he got a terribly harsh black card. Things like that went against him. But I thought he did really well for the Gales in, in nearly all the games. Um, he mm. he he played, even played well out in cross keys in that game where they were beaten. Like he got three points that day. Um, and was was taking the fight to Rammer, even though Rammer were the better team that day. Maybe against Kingscourt, he didn't he didn't really get into it in semi final the way he can. But I thought he, over the balance of the championship, he didn't play against Lara, but the Gales had a shadow team out that day. But over the balance of the championship, I think it's fair to say he was Calvin Gales' best player. Yeah, because whether he was centre half forward, which he was in the earlier games, and and winning breaking ball breaking line, supplying it to the full forward line. He was excellent at that role. And then towards the latter stages of the championship for Calvin Gales, he was in in the full forward line, being a ball winner and feeding runners coming off the shoulder. Like the the goal blitz that they got, was it against Rammer? It was it was so vital that Paul O'Connor was in there creating the, the option and the selfless ball that he was willing to win it and give it to a runner. You could see runners coming from all angles because they knew Paul O'Connor was in that full forward line that they were going to get the ball by running. And I thought, personally, probably the best season I've seen Paul O'Connor play. And I, I definitely think he was he was Calvin Gale's best player by by a distance for me. So Yeah, um, and he got one, well he got one, one two against Killigary as well. A big thing I always liked about him was he, he's a great goal scorer. And um, that's something that's probably overlooked. And there's other players on the list here who, who are terrific point scorers. Um, like Shane Tierney is an example of a really good point scorer, but O'Connor is a tremendous goal scorer. Uh, outstanding. He, he, he always gets goals. But again, not every, when you're playing in a forward line with Martin Dunn, who's a very good goal scorer, and Johnston and players like that, not everyone can get the goals. So maybe that's hurt him a little bit as well. But no, outstanding. Centre half forward. Again, probably a player that's in contention for a player of the year is Barry Riley. I don't know, maybe you have the stat with you, but he scored a phenomenal amount this year. I do have the stats, yeah. So he scored 36 points in the championship. 19 of those came from freeze, one mark and 545. So um, I'm open to correction on that, but I'm, it's, I'm 95% right on it anyway, uh, which is which is great scoring, you know. Uh, 11 points from play and then the rest from dead balls. 545s is great scoring in, in the championship. Um, oh, look, like what we, what can, more can we say about Barry Riley that we haven't said before? I was t- actually talking to 
a journalist from the Irish Independent yesterday and he was doing a piece about, uh, it was Colin Keyes, and he was doing a piece about, about players who have had to opt out of county football due to farming commitments and how that there's there's very few farmers, proper farmers, um, playing county football anymore. There'll be some fellas who might be working in the industry, but you know, you have Darren Hughes and Monaghan, that type of a fellow who works full-time as a farmer, and there's very few of them. He was telling me actually that there was a, there was a, up to the 80s, there was actually farmers on the Dublin team. You would have had big tillage farmers and stuff like that from North County Dublin. So it would be funny to see farmer as an occupation on the Dublin team. But uh, he, he mentioned Barry Riley and he was saying, like, you know, it's well known, I think, that work commitments is a lot of reason why Barry uh, hasn't committed to Cavan for the last few years. And probably it's, his time is probably gone now as a county player, I'd say. Uh, but it's a pity because... It, like his talent levels off off the charts and his his ball striking and his vision, and he showed all of those good qualities. Now the, the county final replay, he was wrapped up this year, no doubt about it. But he he, he played so well in the drawing game in the county final that it, it was well flagged up, and Crushalaw would have really been asleep at the wheel if they allowed him to dictate the game like he did the first day. Yeah, without a doubt, there's there's not really that about Barry. Just he has a. He has a, a kind of a, a matrix-like ability to control a game. And in seven games this year, we've seen him do that. You know, now he didn't play. I think he only played a half maybe against Shercock. But games that he played, he, he, he just took control. Like I, One of my outstanding memories of the championship was that quarterfinal against Mullahorn and Cormac O'Reilly and Barry, O'Re- Barry Riley just give an exhibition of kicking like it was it was just Rolls Royce stuff um from the pair but Barry's still still got a lot um to offer and I'm sure Barry won't want to finish um without another senior championship medal so he'll be he'll be gung-ho in 2021 no doubt um and then obviously the other wing half forward Oshin O'Connell you know early rounds of the championship he was player of the year territory. He was by a country mile at that stage in, in the first couple of games anyway, Castellan's best player. He he just looked to be to have, have brought his game to another level where he could he could cover such ground at such speed and pop up with scores. He was I, I was just so impressed with Ushin in those early stages of the championship. Yeah, well like you can't beat raw speed, Damien. Speed kills. That's where the phrase comes from. You cannot, you cannot uh, coach that. You know, players can improve their speed, but I think it comes from the motor industry where it's a, it's a, it's a slogan to stop people from speeding. But anyway, it's not because of Ocean O'Connell. No, well, I think I think it, it, <laughs> it, it it's applicable to all sports as well. Spe- speed <laughs> is speed is such a dangerous thing yeah. on on, a, on the sports field, no matter what game you're playing, and the the man yeah. like. He he's an absolute rocket. There's a reason why they call him Jets. He scored two twelve in the championship. Five of those were marks, which was great scoring because he he only came on against Mullahorn. I think he uh, he might have was it Shercock. He played he played against Shercock. Maybe it was was it Lara. Someone someone else to play. No Garner, sorry, in the in the round four game. I think he only came on in that game as well. So he didn't play yeah. six full matches. Uh, again, uh, he. He didn't have his best game in the semi-final against Crushalaw. He was well marked by by John Cook that day, um, but he did get a goal. I'm, I'm thinking right in saying in that in that match. But he was brilliant yeah, up to that. Early doors. Yeah, he did so much, and people people probably probably think that that uh, these all-star selections or these team of the year selections shouldn't be so weighted towards 
the latter end. But I was actually thinking about that, and they have to be, because you touched on it there. You were saying, like, Barry Riley in, in clear of the air contention. You know, if Kingsford had won that the first day, Barry Riley or Parry Faulkner would have been player of the year. The fact that yeah. they didn't win it the first day, uh, show, that just shows like how, how it's, it is dictated by the latter stages of the championship. So it goes to show how good Oshin O'Connell was earlier on in the championship that, that uh, they were knocked out in the semi-final. So he didn't get those two extra games that the other players got in the final. Uh, and he didn't play that well by his standards in the semi-final, but yet he's still he's still not a max selection here at wing half forward. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, so moving on then to the full forward line, um, I'll give you a few names that were on my list that that didn't make the cut in the end. Uh, Keane Shackleton, Kings Court, Shawnee Johnston, Calvin Gill, Robbie Fitzpatrick, um, and Oshin Pearson, both from Gowda, Adrian Smith, Crushala. Um, Cormac O'Reilly, Mullahorn, Endo O'Reilly, Mullahorn, Joe Dillon, Kingscourt, and Ushin Brady, Killigarry again. Um, like a lot of really good displays there, you know. And 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 some of them were one exceptionally good display. Like I'm thinking of Shawnee Johnston against Mullahorn in a half was just outstanding. Then again, injury hit him, so it'll be very very hard to make the case from to to make the the team. Uh, Joe Dillon's earlier rounds, uh, like it was so unfortunate to see him pick up that injury in the quarter final because at that stage he was in the running for Player of the Year. Kingscourt had gone on to do what they were so close to doing. You know, Joe Dillon was coming back to that level of form that that had everybody going, "Oh, are we going to see this at Cavan? Are we going to see this in the blue of Cavan again soon?" Um, I thought against Castle Rahan Endo Riley was excellent for Mullahorn. I thought Cormac O'Reilly, as I said earlier on, the display against Kingscourt and his display against Lara in round one, and also against Casaran, while it wasn't his best game, he was being well wrapped up when he went on to the inside line. When he came out towards the middle of the field, he started to make things happen. So I, I just, Cormac O'Reilly is a player for me that has grown throughout this championship. Adrian Smith is very, very unlucky not to be probably on this team for me. I think he was. He's the one player that that if somebody could have broke into the tree, it, it would have been Adrian. I thought his ball winning, his goal against Kings Court, his his you know just the awareness that he knew he had he had the pace, the the ability to turn Alan Clark. Like when he gathered that ball, there wasn't a decision to be made. It was made as he gathered that possession that I'm going to turn and shoot for the net here. You know, it was. I thought his display for Krushlaw was was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, really good. Like he, he, he started the championship on the bench. He came on and got a goal in one of the early round, round games and got better and better. And he was playing the game of his life against Casaran before he got injured. And the way he came off the field that day, I thought Adrian Smith was not going to feature in the final, but he was back and he banged in a goal and did well again the next day. So he's very unlucky, very unlucky. A few people I spoke to were saying that he was going to tighten it. Um, all those players you mentioned are are... are unfortunate not to make it but it's, we have a very strong full forward line and, and the stats back that up the other player that, that's worthy of a mention is Keane McCabe from Casaran um, oh, yeah. like, like Keane Shackleton another Keane he, is, he has come through like a young forward and can take freeze and has a, has a dummy to him and, and is just a real a real poacher of a corner forward and has stepped up and again it's, it's senior championship stuff we have to remember you know there is a, that is the highest level of football you can play within the county so that to be stepping up and scoring, both Keane Shackle and Keane McCabe, 
that that's impressive for for young lads like that. Uh, Cormac O'Reilly as well stepped it up again to to, to another level. So. I remember thinking a couple of years ago when Cavan just weren't producing forwards that we had to start doing something differently in the county. We had to maybe identify a group of 18 or 20 lads at, at 14 or 15 years of age and bring them in for intensive coaching with, with a Martin Dunn or a Shani Johnston or uh, players like that who who would be able to help them out and show them how, how you become a, a an inter-county corner forward at senior level. And uh, I don't know if that was ever done, but we do seem to have a crop of good youngsters coming through now. Like Cormac O'Reilly is a good example of a of a player who who has come on a lot and and is a ball winning inside forward who can score. And you know after that you add pace into the mix and you've got a county player. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all see how all those young forwards develop. And we've seen a lot of it in the in the I know we'll be doing our teams for intermediate and senior or junior as well as time goes on, but. You're seeing a lot of them in junior and intermediate as well coming through. So it's interesting. But they're, they're, yeah, they're, I think I was talking about this to Cahar O'Kane from Irish News recently and I was just making the case to him that Cavan has got a bad rep, like probably thanks to Joe Brawley. But there's there's loads of attacking football in Cavan and there's loads of talented young attackers in Cavan as well. So I think we're lucky enough in that regard now. Yeah, yeah. And that was the, the ones who didn't make the team. So the three that we went for in the full forward line were James Brady from Ramey United, Patrick Lynch from Crushalaw, and Shane Tierney from Lavi. I tell you, I'd, I'd love to see those three boys in the full forward line for Cavan. Yeah, well, James Brady, I, I think, talking to, to Mickey Graham this morning just for an interview for the paper, and he was saying that a lot of players that were approached were amenable about going into the county now, which he said hasn't always been the case in the last couple of years. The lads were, were jumping at the chance to come in because it's a short season and they didn't have to... I suppose, totally sacrifice as much as they would have. So I don't know, I didn't ask him, was James Brady one of those? But looking at, at his performances in the Championship, he scored 425 in, in the Championship in his six games, uh, 11 points from freeze. So to put that in perspective, Damien, no player scored more points from play than James Brady. He scored 14 points from play, and I don't even know if any other player did score 14 from play, but no player scored more than him, and no player scored more than four goals either. So he's he's a giant giant highest goal scorer, and I think he is the highest scorer from play. He had eleven frees on top of that, uh, just phenomenal. Saw him saw him up in cross keys against Crushla, like the senior championship winning defence, as it turned out, and like, he tore them apart that day. Um, just just phenomenal, just phenomenal, just scoring. Like he got two six against Garna, which was unbelievable. If you remember Martin McHugh raving about him on on the live stream commentary, he mm. got. He got five points, uh, three frees against the Gales. He got six points, three frees against the Gales second time. He got two five, two frees against Crushed. He got three points against Shercock, and he went off injured that day up in Killing Care. So like, he ha- he is one of the marquee forwards in Cavan now. So we need to get that man onto the county team because he's he's definitely good enough. Yeah, without a doubt. And like we said on 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 that podcast after, um. After the, the game against Crushalaw, uh, where it, it, his movement is just another level, he does not stop. And then we we got to watch him up in Kings or up in Killing Care, and we were up on the balcony overlooking the back of the pitch, and you got firsthand to see the amount of times he moves to create space for that one ball that just looks like he's gathering, torn, and oh geez, he's in space. How do you get that? He sticks it in the back of the net or it's over the bar, but he does so much work before. 
the ball is delivered that he deserves everything he gets in terms of 425 in the championship over six games. Like that's there's a lot of work goes into that, and he's a he's a, he's an absolute top top quality player. You know, debatable. Well, maybe not even debatable that he's the best corner forward in the county because both Patrick Lynch and Shane Tierney are more full forwards, but James James is an out and out corner forward because he links in around Edo Cole there, which works very very well for Rammer. Uh, Patrick yeah. Lynch at full forward. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, no, com- completely agree. Completely agree with you. Patrick Lynch at full forward, though you you talked about. Uh, I think it was Cormac Daly you were saying that you know he hasn't reached his level yet. And I, I think I'm actually very guilty of looking at Patrick Lynch and saying, oh, I didn't think he played that well because I have this level of expectation that he is Cavan's future at full forward if he gets if he can go to that next level. Like I, I was looking back over it, I was kind of going, okay, I want to be sure we're, I'm right if I'm putting Patrick Lynch at full forward on this on this uh, you know team of the year or team of the championship, and I I look back over every single game he scores. It doesn't matter. There's always a mark in there, or there's a one from play, and then there's freeze to add up onto it. He's so effective in that full forward line. And in this championship, I thought, considering he went that bit further than maybe Shane Tierney, he was the best full forward by probably a distance. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Like, looking through his scores, he scored 246 in the championship. Uh, that was in eight games, he, 28 points from freeze, seven marks and a 45. I was lucky to see him up close in a few games, particularly the, the game out in, in cross keys where Crusher came back from the dead against Rammer. And it was James Smith and, and in particular Patrick Lynch who drove them on that day. Like there were, there were eight or nine points down at one stage in the second half and maybe seven down with 10 minutes to go. And he just took over the game. His physical power was so impressive and um the way he could drive at defenders, he could he could shove a defender off balance with, with raw power. But he's loads of football ability as well. He's a free he's a free taker. He could take forty fives, and the mark is just tailor made for him. Because not only can he win the mark, yeah. he'll convert it as well because his kicking is so good. So I hope he can stay fit because he, uh, he he's a big man. He's carrying around a good bit of muscle on him, and you know you'd hope that. You know, he's not one of these little jockey type players who, like Johnny Doyle from Kildare, who's still playing football at. 46 years of age because of his build he'll never get an injury and uh, Pad- Paddy Lynch is a big fella so I hope he can stay fit and avoid injury because you know I really believe along with Connor Smith from Kiligary they're the two exciting players that I really like the, the forwards in Cavan I think that that those lads can go as far as they want to but it all depends on staying fit and, and really putting in the effort and I think they are the sort of lads who are putting in the effort Yeah and then completing the lineup, Shane Tierney and like this man, for me, the further Lavi go in the championship, the better chance he has of getting player of the year. And I think I said to you after the quarter final, um, where they were beaten after extra time by Castle Rahan, if you put a stop in the championship right now, Shane Tierney is the player of the championship. You know, and he he is just consistently destroying defenders, and not just any defenders. He's destroying the top top defenders, like. I seen him against Mullahorn where they had Callum Moosey on him, they had Killian the Gunner doubling up onto him, and yet he still was tearing them apart. Seen him against Endo Connell in in the quarter final, like absolutely brilliant against one of the best defenders in the county. He just he seems to have that ability to 
always win the ball that comes into him. And he's got such wonderful footwork that he can turn left foot or right foot that defenders, you know, he turns equally as quick to his left as he does to his right. Defenders get it very, very hard to mark him. And he's so reactionary that even if you do jump in for a split second, doesn't matter what side he turns to, he's going to be able to step and kick. And it's, I think, I think it, it may be at this point that we'll never see Shane Tierney in a Cavan jersey, but I think it'll be an, have been an awful shame that we didn't get to see him go to, to another level because he's probably touching 30 now in around that age and, and the opportunities may not come anymore, but he was just scintillating this year for Lavi. Ah, oh, he was. I'd say. I, I think he when Lavi won the intermediate in in two thousand nine, he was about seventeen. So he's probably about twenty eight. Probably pushing on to twenty nine next year, I'd guess. So you're you're probably right in that. Uh, and it's unfortunate because his ball winning ability and his accuracy, like, like as a point scorer, there's nobody better in the county. I definitely have no hesitation about saying that. Off either foot, no matter where he is, he can win the ball, turn and and put over the bar. His Probably to go to the next level of county football, he would probably have to to add more of a goal threat or maybe beat more defenders, I suppose you could say, because you compare him there, I would say, to the likes of, of Patrick Lynch or James Brady, uh, they definitely score more goals. James Brady in particular, like he got four goals in the championship, Shane got one point. But as a point scorer, he's just poetry in motion. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Like l- Looking at what he scored in the championship, I have him down for 118. Uh, one thirteen of that came from play. He scored three frees and two marks. Like he got against Crushelaw again. He's like Laffy in general. He he gets better as championships go on. Against Crushelaw the first day, he only scored a free. If he went on, he he came to his milk as I say uh, later on in the group stage. He got four points against Mullerhorn. He got one three, uh, which included one free and two marks against Garna. He got five points, four from play against Shercock in a sparkling performance, and then he got five points in play against Castellan and against Endo O'Connell. So well worthy of a space on, on team of the year. And I'd say uh, that's several years now that he's been probably the, as good a corner forward as there is in the county or, or better than, than almost anyone. So and and stand Lavi are lucky to have him. He's an outstanding player. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. So that means that they uh, do, are we kind of do we our Cavan All Stars? Yeah, I think so. We didn't actually decide it. We should, in all our debate, we'd never come up with a title for this. Do we are Cavan All-Stars? Um, so it lines out with James Farley from Kingscourt and Goals. The full-back line is Killian Farley from Kingscourt, Ryan McGahan from Gauna, and David Shelby from Crushalaw. The half-back line is Mark Stewart from Crushalaw, Danny Cusick from Lavi, and Cormac Daly from Castle Rahan. In the middle of the field, it's Crushalaw's James Smith, partnered by Kingscourt stars man, Porrick Faulkner. Half forward line is Paul O'Connor from Cavan Gales, Barry Riley from the King's Court Stars, and Ushin O'Connell from Castle Ram, with a full forward line of James Brady from Rammer United, Patrick Lynch from Crushlaw, and Shane Tierney from Lavi. A hell of a team. Um, I'm sure if Mickey Graham had the opportunity to put them all out in the field at the one time, he'd relish any team that was coming across them. So it's um it's it's an interesting one. Look at let us know, folks. We'd be delighted to hear from you. Um on your opinions as Paul said at the start of the podcast if you're taking somebody out we, or if you're putting somebody in we want to know who you're taking out and uh, don't forget to subscribe or head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan 
where we'll be looking ahead to Cavan's outing in the Ulster Minor Championship against Monaghan. We're hoping to catch up with some of the management team there. And we'll also be looking ahead to Cavan's round six clash against Kildare this Sunday. We have Mickey Graham interviewed uh, ready for that one over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. Paul, that's one task done for this week. Thanks very much for joining me. Thanks, Demo.